Folks, we got a hard news day today. It's a hard news day. We've got leaked text messages from Sean Hannity about pardoning Hunter Biden, asking President Trump to do that. We've got the CCP putting their military aims on Taiwan. All of this Justice League actor grooming a 12-year-old girl. All of this coming out in new court documents. You really need to pay attention. But first, I want to tell you guys, the Student Action Summit, Turning Point USA, Tampa, Florida, 22nd to 24th. Tickets are going out and they are going fast. Go to the website, tpusa.com slash sas. The link, of course, is in the description. Use promo code POSO, 25% off. And while you're there, pick up a copy. Charlie's got the new book out, Conservative Response to the Great Reset. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is June 14th, 2022, Anano Domine. Today's headlines, Sean Hannity leaked text messages, says that he asked President Trump to pardon Hunter Biden. We'll dig into that next. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell likely to raise interest rates, could come tomorrow, and a recession is expected. That's according to Bloomberg. Third, new court documents reveal that WB actor Ezra Miller is accused of grooming a minor with LSD and alcohol. And finally, CCP Chairman Xi Jinping has authorized the People's Liberation Army to conduct special military operations. Taiwan, he's looking at you. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Now, if Democrats really cared about gun control, they would call on the president's own son, Yeah, Hunter Biden to be prosecuted. Uh, Hunter reportedly lied on his background check about his rampant drug use in order to purchase a firearm. That would be a felony. Then get this, Hunter's gun was eventually thrown away in a grocery store dumpster across from a high school for reasons nobody seems to know. And now we have pictures that have surfaced today showing Hunter waving around a semi-automatic handgun while naked, according to the New York Post, they're saying possibly with a hooker. So an extremely disturbing story actually comes to us via the January 6th committee, where they have leaked text messages between cable TV host Sean Hannity and Kaylee McEnany, who at the time was the press secretary for the White House for President Trump. And what it is, is text messages on January 7th, 2021. I've got the text messages right here, and I'm going to show them to you, and I'm going to read them. And it shows a couple of things. Number one, what it shows is a discussion, apparently, that Hannity was having with Kaylee McEnany following a conversation, a phone conversation that he had with President Trump in the aftermath, the day after January 6th, right? And what it shows, shows two things. Number one, it shows the readout of that conversation. But number two, it also shows, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta be good when it comes to your OPSEC. Use Signal, use Wi-Fi calls, FaceTime audio. The January 6th committee, the people that run this, Adam Schiff, they will get your text messages and they will leak them and then everyone will find them. People like me, for example, will find them. Don't do this. So here we go. Here's what Hannity told the president. So we have from this message, he says, me too, Eric and Laura were great. Also Jared, Keenow, and then Bold. Uh, we don't know if they bolted or he bolted. It says no more crazy people. Uh, Kayla responds, yes, 100%. Then Hannity adds a list. It's a list of five I, essentially 
plan points or five things that he wants the president to do. It says no more stolen election talk. Number one. Number two. Yes, impeachment and 25th Amendment are real and many people will quit. Number three. He was intrigued by the pardon idea. Hunter. Number four, resistant but listened to Pence thoughts to make it right. And number five, seemed like to like attending inauguration talk. So I think the two really big things here, number one, that he says, stop talking about the 2020 election. All right. We know that President Trump is never going to stop talking about the 2020 election. And I think, quite frankly, that people don't want him to stop talking about the 2020 election. All right. Go look at Dinesh D'Souza's new video. Go look at all the stuff that's coming out that has come out since then. And by the way, the stuff that was going to be on the table had the debate happened on January 6th the way it was supposed to. That was the whole point. There was going to be a debate. There was going to be in the well of the Senate. Right. But everything that happened on January 6th denied the American people the opportunity for their elected representatives to hold that debate. But I think the big thing here, the real big thing here, is the fact that Sean Hannity apparently suggested to President Trump that he pardon Hunter Biden. And of course, there's a flurry of damage control right from the Hannity side, from a bunch of people. Oh, it was just, you know, it was half joking and we weren't sure. And uh, no, that was just, you know, the tongue in cheek. Obviously, that wasn't tongue in cheek. It wasn't tongue in cheek at all. You know, Sean Hannity is somebody that I used to listen to a long time. He used to come on after Rush and it was great, you know, driving home from work. And I originally got my start in, um, you know, just interning and talk radio. WPHT, 12, 10 a.m., we had, uh, we had Michael Sprinkonish in the mornings. We had Dom Giordano. We had Glenn Beck, Rush, and then Hannity was the afternoon guy. And so to see what Hannity is like behind the scenes, playing games like this, making deals, offering to pardon Hunter Biden, when he goes on show every night talking about the corruption of the Biden crime family, but behind the scenes, he's offering pardons. He's trying to make deals. To me, I can understand why people call Sean Hannity a sellout. Now, I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying I can understand why people look at this and they say, you're saying one thing in public, but you're doing something else behind the scenes. So, Sean, come clean. Explain these text messages to the American people and explain them to your audience. So we've just seen these leaked messages from inside Twitter talking about how they're looking at banning libs of TikTok how they talked about deplatforming President Trump. This is how these companies operate. They are woke. They are against everything that we stand for. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it is getting worse day by day. That is why Human Events Daily is proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They are one of the few companies that is actually fighting back. Guys, they, these guys, Patriot Mobile, and I've checked them out, they put their money where their mouth is. So number one, you get the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, same towers, same service, but you can use the peace of mind to know that that money is combating the less lefts attempts to silence us. 
Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares our values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our heroes, and veterans and first responders. Go to PatriotMobile.com POSO. We're going to put the link in the description. So easy. Free activation with promo code POSO and vets and first responders. Let them know you will even get to be able to save even more. Between the left, the media, and the rhinos, we all need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Link is in the description. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. <laughs> Transitory. And the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un- highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation. Yeah, so they told us for a year. They told you for a year that inflation was transitory. It was a lie. They lied to you. They lied through their teeth and they're lying still. They said inflation is transitory. The supply chains will be fine. It's all Putin's fault. This has nothing to do with the printing. It has nothing to do with the Fed. Keep in mind, they'll never talk about the money printing. They never even bring up the fact that they injected trillions of dollars into the U.S. economy through their buddies at BlackRock, and Blackstone, State Street, Vanguard. The people at the top were getting rich, and then it trickled down to the rest of their buddies. How? Through the ESG, Corporate Social Credit Score System. That's where the money printing went. So I've seen some people try to blame this, the inflation on the stimulus checks. I'm like, that was like a thimble. That's a drop of water in the ocean compared to the amount of money that was being printed and handed out to their buddies on Wall Street. And guess what? Now it's time to pay the piper. And so it's expected, and this is out of Bloomberg, by the way. So Bloomberg has it up that uh, Fed Chairman Powell is going to be speaking tomorrow. And what's he saying? A potential, a potential interest rate futures are signaling a 175 basis points of tightening through September, implying a 75 basis point increase in the interest rates at one of the next three Fed meetings. What is that meetings? What does that mean? Recession is potentially in the cards. And that's the Bloomberg headline. Look, Powell facing choice between elevated U.S. inflation and recession. And of course, they're painting him in, in the, you know, he's, he's like Paul Volcker in there. You know, he's, he's a lion, a towering figure of the Fed. Cut the crap. The Fed is the organization that did this in the first. Guess what? The, uh, Ron Paul was right about the Fed. All right. Audit the Fed. And then eventually we need to get to the point where we end the Fed. You cannot have a centralized government organization in control of our money supply and our interest rates. It has not worked in the past. It has not worked historically. It is continuing to not work. Why? Because this is the way that we see this happening. The people closest to the throne are benefiting at the expense of those furthest away. 
That's how the inflationary system is working. They are printing money the same way, right, that in the kingdoms of England, the kingdoms of France, during medieval times, when they found a new gold mine, when the kingdom discovered a new gold mine, guess where the, guess where the gold went? To all the king's friends. All the king's men got the gold, the people closest to the throne. And you know what? Here we are a thousand years later and nothing has changed. Why? Because it's simple, because power corrupts, right? Because centralized power does corrupt. And you look at this system and we understand that's why we have inflation. Now we've got this whiptail effect, the bullwhip effect, right? So you do have supply and chain problems. And by the way, you do have problems as well because of Russia-Ukraine. But keep in mind that Russia-Ukraine never would have happened had we already not been in this situation and had we not decided to have this great genius idea from the beginning of the Biden regime to shut down domestic oil and gas supply, right? Genius, absolute genius, right? You're basically handing money to Vladimir Putin at that point. Right. Which and, you know, if if your stated goal is to not help Russia or like, well, we're anti-Russia, we're against Russia, we don't want it. Okay, why are you handing him money then? Right. Why are you making him rich? Right. You can't even come up with a coherent strategy. And it's simple. The United States is run by imbeciles. The next I just saw this in the Senate. The Senate's talking about introducing a new bill to electrify the U.S. military. Right. All the U.S. military vehicles, the trucks, the tanks, we're going to have them go green. The entire the entire like. This is what you're talking about while you're sending our entire country into a recession, 25% inflation on necessities, gas and food. That's how you need to count it because that's what affects real people and real families. I'm not transgender, non-binary. I don't want to be searched by a man. I'm transgender, non-binary, and I don't want to be searched by a man. I claim my Fourth Amendment rights. No, 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 no. I got assaulted and I started filming. Let's talk, let's talk stories outside. Let's talk stories outside. And Ezra Miller, this is on the warrants, but he's caution cordon, table 29, location hill. I got assaulted in this bar twice in a row. I filmed myself when I get assaulted for NFT crypto art. Well, in one of the most disturbing stories out of Hollywood that you probably won't hear anywhere on the mainstream media, DC actor, the actor who plays The Flash in the DC Expanded Universe movies, Ezra Miller has been accused of grooming a 12-year-old girl. Um, These are disgusting and horrific allegations, and it's made by the girl's parents. Apparently, according to them, and according to their court court documents in this testimony, that this has been going on for six years, from the time when the girl was 12 years old till now when she is 18. So let's get into this, and I want to be very clear Right. This is coming from the parents of the girl. Her parents' names are Chase Iron Eyes and Sarah Jumping Eagle. They met in North Dakota at the Standing Rock protests in 2016. Ezra Miller is accused of grooming the 12-year-old with LSD, alcohol, and lavish gifts after they first met when she was 12. He was 23. He's now 29. They met at the Standing Rock protest. It was this huge protest that were going out there over the, the uh, pipeline that was potentially going to be put under. Miller came to the Standing Rock reservation in 2016 and established contact with the girl under the pretense of assisting the Standing Rock Sioux tribe during the No DAPL movement. DAPL is the pipeline, Dakota Access Pipeline. Dakota's parents allege that Miller groomed their daughter to use pronouns and has been grooming her ever since. 
Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash in Justice League and had a significant role in Fantastic Beasts. By the way, Fantastic Beasts, that's the Harry Potter prequel series that Johnny Depp was canceled from over allegations from Amber Heard, allegations that have now been debunked. Other members of the tribe were brought to tour the studio in London where they were flown out to the Fantastic Beasts set. Court documents state that Miller tried to sleep in the same bed with with the girl who was 14 years old at the time, but he was prevented by a chaperone. They then claim that Miller would groom the girl and claim that he gave her alcohol and drugs, including marijuana and LSD. He paid for her to attend college and use that against the girl to create a sense of indebtedness. He then... Um, she dropped out of school and fled to his personal residence in New York City. When Chase and Sarah, the parents, arrived at Ezra Miller's home to retrieve their daughter, she didn't have an ID, bank cards, or any other items needed to navigate her life on her own. She then spent the next three weeks detoxifying at home before running away again to New York City to reunite with Ezra Miller. In the complaint, which was filed Tuesday, her parents claim that Miller is displaying classic cult-like and psychologically manipulative controlling behavior towards their daughter, as well as classic abusive intimate partner uh, violence behavior and sexual predatory behavior. The girl, actually, on the other hand, has come out and is stating that she does not agree with her parents and she is siding with Ezra Miller in all of this. And she accused her parents of being transphobic because apparently, apparently Ezra Miller classifies himself as trans. So a lot to unpack here, a lot to unpack here. But when you look at allegations like this, court documents, sworn affidavits, signed by the parents of a 12-year-old girl living on the Sioux Reservation in North Dakota, fighting for their tribe, fighting for their land, and a Hollywood actor comes in. My question in all of this, right, Johnny Depp gets kicked out of the industry, gets kicked out of the same series, the very same series that Ezra Miller was working on over these allegations from Amber Heard because she wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post, an op-ed which, by the way, now has a massive editor's note on it because he finally was able to have his day in court. Well, this girl, her parents are trying to have their day in court because they're trying to save their little girl. They're worried about her. The question is, Ezra Miller, what's going on? Because the last time we heard, he can't be even found for a subpoena on this. WB, are you going to come down and tell Ezra Miller that he will be fired from the series, from the Justice League, if he does not answer to this? Part of our one China policy, we will continue to fulfill our commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act. And that includes assisting Taiwan in maintaining a sufficient self-defense capability. And it means maintaining our own capacity to resist any use of force or other forms of coercion that would jeopardize the security or the social or economic system of the people of Taiwan. Okay, so two massive events took place yesterday in the context of the Taiwan question. One event took place in Beijing. The other event took place two continents away in Luxembourg. What went down in Luxembourg? The meeting between Jake Sullivan, President Biden's national security advisor, 
and Yang Jiechi. Yang Jiechi is a high level, the highest level Ministry of Foreign Affairs official, actually higher than Ministry of Foreign Affairs because he's on the Politburo. He is the member of the CCP who is in charge of foreign affairs. He sat down and pointed at Jake Sullivan and said, you must turn your promises into action and abandon the Taiwan illusion. While that meeting was going on, understand how the CCP operates. While that meeting was going on, what did Xi Jinping do concurrently in Beijing, thousands of miles away? He signed a new order authorizing the People's Liberation Army to conduct special military operations other than war. Well, what does that mean? What Putin is doing in Ukraine right now, he called an authorized special military operation. Understand, the language matters. Words matter here. They certainly matter. And they are sending a message to the Biden administration. And I got to tell you, the Biden administration is sending a message too, if you read between the lines. They sent Jake Sullivan to this meeting. Jake Sullivan. If Tony Blinken is a clerk, Jake Sullivan is a pencil pusher, right? If you're sending Jake Sullivan to meet with the CCP, what you're essentially saying is Taiwan's done. They're finished. That the U.S. will let it go without a fight. Just like Afghanistan. It's not happening. Look, I just got back from Davos, right? I said this on the show yesterday. The word Taiwan was not mentioned a single time at Davos. CCP was everywhere. And now they're telling, they're laying down the gauntlet. They're saying, we will authorize special military operations. We're coming for the island nation of Taiwan. Because remember, they don't consider it a separate country. They consider that a domestic issue. And Lloyd Austin, I kind of think of Lloyd Austin as like the senator from Raytheon sometimes, because that's basically how he operates. He's like, we're going to continue to sell them weapons. We'll sell them weapons. We'll sell them weapons. We'll sell them weapons. And at the end of the day, they're going to be left out to dry by themselves. The same way they're doing to the Ukrainians, the same way they did to Afghanistan. Just understand, this is how the Biden foreign policy operates. And so if you're in the Politburo, If you're Chairman Xi Jinping right now and you're looking at the island of Taiwan, you know, you know, there's no better chance to launch the blockade to start potentially an invasion. I think it's going to be a blockade, a naval blockade around the island and tell them that their government must stand down and submit. Remember, the Chinese Civil War all the way back from 1949, that's when the Communist Revolution took the Republic of China out of power, the Republic of China that was founded by Sun Yat-sen. They fled to Taiwan. That's the, the democratically elected Republic of China. But guess what? If the U.S. cuts them off, we lose our semiconductors, we lose Silicon Valley West, and the CCP gets and Xi Jinping gets everything right before the November Congress where he plans to be named chairman for life. All right, that's it for us, Human Events Daily today. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends and leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Seriously, guys, that, that actually helps us out. That helps us out with our rankings. We're doing pretty, we're doing okay with the rankings, but that is because of you. We cannot let up because there is too much going on. Tomorrow, we're going to be looking at the Supreme Court. Roe v. Wade, I don't know. It could come tomorrow because we just heard that the January 6th committee is postponing their hearings for tomorrow. No hearings. Does that mean we could get the Roe v. Wade decision? Time will tell. But what do we talk about today? First, Sean Hannity has to come clean. Why did you ask President Trump 
to pardon Hunter Biden. Next, Fed Chairman Powell likely to raise interest rates with a recession inspected. Third, new court documents revealing that Justice League actor Ezra Miller is accused of grooming a 12-year-old girl with LSD and alcohol. And finally, CCP Chairman Xi Jinping authorizing the People's Liberation Army to conduct special military operations. And Jake Sullivan having the gauntlet laid down by Yang Jiechur over in Luxembourg. Understand, this is the CCP. Huge show today. You guys, you need to keep watching Human Events Daily as we go. It's going to be a hot summer. It is going to be a hot summer. So you cannot miss a single episode. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, June 14th, 1777, President John Adams introduced a resolution before the Congress mandating that the United States flag, the star-spangled banner of the 13 United States at the time, shall be 13 stripes alternating red and white, and that the Union be 13 stars white on a blue field representing a new constellation. Today is Flag Day. Teach your kids to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Teach your kids to salute the flag. Hand over your heart. Teach in the star-spangled banner. Teach them our national anthem. Remember who we are. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.